The wheel weaves as the wheel wills. I'm Benita Robledo. And I'm Tiffany Polly Moon. And this is the One Power Channeling Hour, where we talk all things Wheel of Time. Listen, it's good, but it's no a memory of light. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, but the ending of... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do enjoy Neil Gaiman, though. He's great. I've read a... I've read a a fair bit of Neil Gaiman. I mean, he's written so much that I don't yeah. feel like I can say I've written, I've read like all of them, but I've probably read like eight or nine of his books. Okay. Well, I'm definitely, I've never read any of his books, but I've always been uh, inspired by his connection with Tori Amos. And so, What's his connection with Tori Amos? They're like friends. <gasps> yeah. Are they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tori Amos is coming out with uh, a, like a, like a graphic novel version of Little Earthquakes, which you know I'm going to get. And uh, Neil Gaiman uh, does one of the storylines for it. But they, they've they been cool. friends for a long time. Um, I think one of his characters it... is like based on her. Oh. From, from, um, from something. So I can't remember um, which. Just to bring it back full circle to me, okay. my nickname when I was little was Terrotico, which means Little Earthquake. Oh. So... Oh, that's a cute nickname. It has nothing to do with anything. But. I love it, though. <laughs> oh, and I found out this weekend that one of our mutual friends likes the show of Who? Wheel of Time. And he has not read the books. Okay. Who? He likes the show? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. I'm I told him we should have had Tony him on the that. show. We should have. Well, we could do it again. Yeah. We could, we could do another we, we could do another special let's talk about the season again uh, with <laughs> maybe other we'll people. do it for season two okay that's so far away though how can it we even so think about away. what's gonna be we'll see anyway. should we talk about the show let's do it let's do it i've i've got news this week really and the, no no i just meant like i'm i'm talking about the news this week oh. <laughs> but the news is that there is no news oh god um <laughs> I I did I did my googling and uh-huh. I even went to like other sources who tend to be more on top of these things than we are. Mm-hmm. And all that they had was like it was Rafe and his partner's 10-year anniversary. Oh yeah, I saw him posting about that on his Instagram. Yeah. Which like congrats, but also I don't care. Like like I'm happy for you. Like that's great. That's 10 years. That's a long time. Congratulations. But like I don't care. Like, I want, just want to talk about the show. But it did look like they were, like, celebrating in various deserty spots in Morocco. So. Oh, yes, yes. Definitely yeah. filming in the Ayel Waste. Yeah. That's all we got. All right. Well, so, you know. We can't always have news. <laughs> in fact, most of the time, we don't. <laughs> oh, well. You know, I was thinking more about, well, I guess we can talk about it like we normally do after we talk about the chapters. But I was thinking more about how they might do season two so we can talk about that after okay i guess let's just talk about these chapters they're not very long so it probably won't take us very long they are a little bit more uh action oriented a little bit kind of i don't know all right so we start with chapter 14 which is called wolf brother 
and the symbol is a nice little doggy looking wolf little shaggy dog little sweet dog i will tell you that uh that chapter picture always made me really sad because i'm like oh fuck it's a parent chapter Uh, (laughs) aw but i actually do like this chapter and it is a parent chapter but so okay so Inktar and all the other guys are like in shock. Where are Rand, Loyal, and Huron? How can they disappear without a trace? Maybe they ran away, Matt suggests, just barely refraining from revealing Rand's dragon dilemma. Oh, Matt. Perrin knows that there is something he can do, though, but he doesn't want to. He's been trying to avoid it, after all, just like Rand. Hmm. But the thing he can do is older than people using the one power. And it goes back to the very creation of the world. And once they thought this talent was lost, but now it's beginning to show up again. So he clears his mind and he finds the wolves. And first they are surprised. A two legs found them. Is he the one with the long silver tooth? No, 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 Perrin says, uh, sends. I'm the curly haired fellow with the ax. Oh, send the wolves, young bull. And Perrin is shocked that they have a name for him. And he is ashamed of how he got it by killing two men. He vows never to kill men again. Have you seen my friends, he sends? No, just when they came in with the rest of you and not since. Hmm. Well, have you seen this evil Fane guy and some Trollocs? Oh, yeah, snarl, howl, hate, send the wolves. We will help you find them if we can kill the twisted ones. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So Perrin goes to Inktar and tells him what he knows and how he knows it. Ah, I've heard of that, Inktar says, but let's just tell everybody you're also a sniffer. That will be easier. Cool. So Perrin leads the team on the trail again, and pretty soon he figures out that they're about to come across a pretty heinous scene, the one with all the slaughtered villagers. But just then, a rider approaches. And who is it? It's Varen. She's been sent by Moraine to help them. But where the hell is Althor? She briefly contemplates returning to the spot where he vanished, but instead decides to keep going. And Matt's like, oh, it's Rand she's after, not the horn. Duh, genius. That's the end of the chapter. Okay. Question, because I don't actually remember this. Does she come out and say that, that, does Varen come out and say that Marine sent her? She does. Oh, right, because she, but she can lie. Right. Right, duh. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Oh, right, no, she's a black sister. So, so Marine, we don't think sent her, do we? Oh, I don't think so. Mm. Do you think she sent her? No, probably not. Yeah, I feel I like so. Varen and Marine are just very, like, <laughs> Like, only bound together by this now because Varen just happened to figure it all out. It's, like, not like Moraine would choose for Varen right, to be her ally. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Moraine would choose anyone to be her ally. Like, I think if she could just do everything by herself all the time, yeah, she would. Totally. But that kind Which, of gets her you know, into trouble, too. Yeah. I mean, look, same, okay? I don't like group <laughs> projects either. So, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I, I have control issues. It's fine. Um, yeah, I really, I actually, so I will say, I know I said I, c- I don't like the parent chapters, 
Mm-hmm. But I actually like the Perrin wolf chapters. When it has to do with the wolves, I think they're much more interesting mm-hmm. than when he's just with Fael or like brooding about whatever. Like when he's actually in with the wolves. I like those. So I like the, I don't know. I I like that he, I like this first instinctual, or not instinctual, but this first pull to like deal with the wolves and like really um use that and harness that yeah it's a pretty big moment for a parent to kind of like step up get outside of his comfort zone you know they mention again in this chapter like everybody thinks that parent is slow of thought and slow of movement and it's like well no he's just cautious he's careful like yeah he uh has more consideration when moving through the world but he is like, this is how I'm going to be able to help in this situation. Yeah. And I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to like, just be cool, man, with this is happening. <laughs> like, I don't quite still get it, but it's, yeah. it's it, you know, got to use what I can use and let me yeah. find it. And I like how Matt's just like, what? You're a sniffer now? Come on, dude. Like, Matt is just, like, having a time. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, you don't – it kind of it, – it, it sort of um, – it made me think about our conversation last time about Tavarin. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was two episodes ago. About Tavarin and how, you know, the real difference between our boys that are Tavarin and the women is that Tavarin have to – they are pushed into these moments – Right, mm-hmm. whether they want to or not. And here we have a perfect example of like, he has no interest. He's been trying to avoid the wolves, but yet here's a moment where he has to. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is that this moment is orchestrated by a forsaken, right? Yeah. Like, it all happens because Lanfear takes Rand away. Right. So it's like, even though dark one or you know the dark side is kind of pulling in one direction it's still forcing the Tavarin into this path I don't know I just thought there was something like kind of cool about that yeah it is uh it's definitely a good way to explain coincidence <laughs> <laughs> oh you just happen to lose your sniffer <laughs> but no good it's good thing. it's good um, what do you think about the fact that they just, like, give up on, like, finding the other three, like, so quickly? I mean, I don't mind it just because the stakes are so high, right? Like, yeah. the horn is not tied to the light. It's tied to whoever blows it. Like, there is nothing more important than that. Spoiler. How do you feel about the fact that that turns out not to be true <laughs> at the end? Wait, it isn't? Yeah. I don't remember that. It's not. The wait guy, really yeah the guy's like oh no we would never come if the for the dark side <laughs> i just think it's really funny that, that like, is really fun. i totally like, forgot come that. On, really you're just gonna throw that whole thing that tension away at the end like yeah anyway because that's a really strong tension yeah also i was thinking like do you think i mean obviously we can't armchair diagnose anyone but do you think like matt has like adhd oh my goodness 
Because, like, boy cannot just keep his mouth shut. No. He has zero impulse control. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Which I love about him. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have very close people in my life with ADHD. And I was like, this really seems like them in a lot of ways. Yeah. Or he's just, like, so not ready to rise to the moment that yeah. he's just like I'm just happy go lucky just gonna say whatever comes to my mind I don't know I'm not I like to <laughs> dice and I like the ladies I like the ladies yeah I don't know that was just something that crossed my mind like oh I don't know I think it's because I'm reading the uh, I'm I'm reading the Stormlight Archive and uh, I'm on book four of that. And uh, one of the main characters, like, definitely deals with depression. Mm-hmm. But they never, like, come out and say it. But it is definitely depression. And so I was thinking, like, oh, other characters, like, you know, do they have, you know, deal with, like, mental health issues. But it never has come out and said. And, and anyway, that's why I thought maybe Matt is ADHD. <laughs> It is possible. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. Oh, also, can we talk about the fact that, like, Inktar just takes the news so lightly about Perrin, like, being able to talk to wolves? And he's like, oh, yes, I've heard of this before. And I'm like, yeah, when you were getting your fucking orders, you dark friend. Did they really say, though, that, like, they're looking for this guy who can talk to wolves? Well, no. I guess they don't say that. And he did, like, (laughs) specifically mention Elias. I mean, he did, but also he knows of him other ways. You're right. They never said it. It's fine. I just, I'm really mad at the two-facedness. Oh, Ingtar. But he's, you know, he's going through his own personal struggle right now. He is. He is. That's all right. He'll come back around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoyed this chapter. I was just like, how are they just like, oh, well, I guess they disappeared. Okay, onward. <laughs> uh, no big this deal. One. We have a new sniffer. We don't need Randall Thor. Who's the next in line? Everybody knows who's next? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's it, right? Maybe it's because they're Shinarians, so they're used to losing people, and they're just like, all right, we just, we, you keep up the battle for the light at all costs, no matter what. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. I'm going to say that's why. Okay. I believe you. Um, all right. Next one. Next chapter. Next chapter. All right. I just lost our video screen, so. Oh, there you are. Okay, so. <laughs> chapter 15. Kinslayer. The symbol is the heron-marked blade. Now, we join Rand, Loyal, and Huron in the other world where they're still like, what the fuck is happening? And are growing more and more unsettled by the weirdly shifting landscape. The water is okay to drink at least, at le- uh, even if it does feel a little bit off. Suddenly, Loyal stops at a big giant's broom tree and begins singing. And when he's done, he has a quarterstaff. He must be feeling really off to make a weapon. And beyond that, the tree seemed glad for him to make the weapon. Rand is like, okay, let's keep going. Huron, do you have the trail? But as they're going along, everybody is losing it just a little bit. 
They make camp for the night and Rand takes first watch, contemplating Fane's role in everything and playing a little bit on Tom's flute. Suddenly he notices that a fog has risen out of the shadow and Balsamon addresses him as Luz Theron, laying on his usual taunts really thick. Then they go back and forth, back and forth, uh, Balsamon trying to persuade Rand to come to the dark, Rand swearing that he walks in the light. Balsamon is planting little seeds of doubt, though. He reveals his face to Rand, which is horribly burned. This is what the power unchecked can do, even to me. Let me show you how to use the power. Uh, Balsamon shows his power, then, by causing the heron blade to burn in Rand's hand and catching the fog on fire. Rand panics and tries to reach for the source to avoid the pain, and suddenly the fire is gone. It was just a dream. However, he feels a stabbing pain in his hand, and turning, he finds the heron branded on his palm. Creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. I think it was, I thought it was interesting that Balsamon tried to be like, but I can teach you. Which I uh, thought was interesting thinking back to the show. And this was like the moment that they chose to kind of, you know, work into their confrontation at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, because that's been a big, you know, I think that's actually, I'm going to give the show a rare compliment here. I think that that was actually like a, a really cool thing to pull and highlight because that in the book so far in uh, The Great Hunt so far, that's been like a really big theme is like there's no one to teach you. You know, and I think that's one thing that like we haven't really talked about or considered when we are frustrated with Rand, right? And we're just like, how are you like running away from this? Like, got to save the world. Like, what are you going to do? And it's like, not only is this such a huge responsibility, but there's also no one to teach him how to do it. Like, there is no blueprint. Right. And like, God, like, that's so scary. Um, so I thought, yeah, I was like, that's actually like a really good argument. Like you could destroy yourself or I can show you, like I can teach you. Yeah. So when does Balsamon, when does his face get all burned? Does that happen in the eye of the world? Cause he looks, he's not wearing the mask until this book, right? No, I think he was wearing the, he was wearing the mask the whole time, I think. Really? Yeah, I thought so. Cause, cause there was always like the fire, like the fire was in his eyes. Yeah, but I always pictured him not wearing a mask, like throughout the whole eye of the world, and then you know, and then mm-hmm. something happens, and he starts wearing it because you I'm know. And I'm just thinking about it because in the show, you know, they show him with the burned face the whole time, mm-hmm. but then he doesn't have the burned face when he like confronts him. At the end. I'm I'm Googling this. Let's see. Yeah. Um Oh, yes. Okay, he appears in a mask, still seemingly still recovering from the burns Rand gave him. Thank God for the internet. Yay, internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, why did I always think he was in a mask? He's because he starts to show up in the mask in the prologue of this sh- of this show of this uh, book. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yep, because he has Baskin Burns on his hands. Okay, well, yes, then I guess you were correct. It was just because I was like, okay, why are they showing me this, like, burned, scary man that's not what he looks like? Yeah. I don't know why I thought, always thought, I guess because I took fire in his eyes to mean he was burning. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I could see. But I was always okay. like, oh, no, he just has fire eyes. But other than that, he looks hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad boy. Yeah, he's I'm a total into babe, it. Though. Um, yeah. I thought also the stuff with the tree it was really interesting. Loyal's very concerned about being in this world. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be shit? Yeah, very it creepy. would be very unsettling to suddenly be in a mirror world where yeah. everything is I, like. I think- I think unsettling is a mild way of putting it. Do you think that the land was glad for him to build a weapon because it's a world where the Trollocs won? Yeah, it seems like it's probably a world that thrives now on death and destruction. So sad. It's all like they describe it with like, it's burned, right? It has like strips of like Yeah, what do you think that is? Land. Um, a dragon, clearly. <laughs> Is that what you think? No, I don't know. Oh. I think <laughs> they don't know what true. a dragon is. Well, they don't know what a dragon is, but there were at one point there were dragons, right? I don't know. So maybe in this world there are dragons. I was just like what would make that? I thought of like spaceships. <laughs> spaceships. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just did really I, off. Did I ever tell you I had a dream about like being in the last battle, but there was a spaceship and the oh. spaceship was like the dark one. Oh. It was a very odd dream. But anyway, <laughs> you just reminded me of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I thought like like space bird. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. What else would cause it? I think dragons. I think that's a much more likely scenario. Mm. I think that's more likely than spaceships. Well, probably. Well, yeah, probably. Or it could just be like, you know, Dreadlords. Like, fire. What? Fire. what? <laughs> They're just putting fire? Yeah. On the land? Scorching the land. To... Why? Well, I don't know. Because, okay, so they talk when we get into our next chapter, right? They're like, mm-hmm. they briefly discuss, like, Rand is like, well, if the Trollocs won, why aren't there, like, Trollocs everywhere? Right. And then, like. You know, Loyal's like, well, Trollocs just like to kill everything. Like, you know, then maybe, I don't know, like implying like they just like killed themselves off. So. Yeah, but the burns are fresh. Are they? I thought they were. Maybe. I don't know. I, didn't okay, read I don't know. I didn't I mean... read it too closely, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, but, you know. Um, But anyway, I thought it was an interesting <laughs> well, they also like describe it really odd, right? Like it's like, or yeah, like, like very precisely. Yeah. That's why I thought a spaceship. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get the spaceship. I don't either. You're just like, because it's a laser point and that yeah. blows. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought, because I thought, hold on. Um, hold on. Let's see. Okay. 
okay, someone says, I always imagine them as contrails. Yeah. As what? Con- contrails, you know, like when planes go by in the sky and there's like, um, like the little trail behind planes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's a contrail. Oh, because he does say like there's something like moving in the sky. Like oh, that's that. why I thought spaceships. This is why I thought spaceships. I was but that is crazy. it a spaceship? Do they tell us? No, they don't. So apparently no one ever really, there's no actual explanation for it. But apparently um, several other people also thought contrails. So I'm not so off with my spaceship theory. Where would the spaceships come from? If the Trollocs the won, then like they never would have get gotten to the Age of Legends to like recreate the spaceships. You know, it, listen, it's a very faded world, so it's stuff that is very unlikely to have happened. So maybe in this world, they did get to that, even though it was highly unlikely. Look, what else creates burn marks that are that precise and come to a point? Uh, literally, I spaceships. don't know. Dragons! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I can get down there with the idea of dragons. Because especially if there's stuff moving in the sky. All right. I have another question. Okay. These grolls, is that what they're called? Uh, Grolms. Grolms. Yeah, I think they're like grolms. Where the fuck did they come from? Like, okay. Like, what and how? Well, we're not even in that chapter yet. All right. Well, anything else to say about this? We'll save it for five minutes. Uh, no, I'm kind of sad that I'm sad every time Loyal has to be, um, has the urge to be, I don't want to say violent, but like the need to be aggressive. Mm. I'm sad because he shouldn't have to be. Yeah. That's all. That's all. That's all I have to say. Okay. Okie dokie. Well, then let's go into chapter 16, which is the mirror of darkness. And the symbol is the dragon's fang. I will say that when we first were going to read stone from stone to stone, I thought it was this chapter. This is Ah. the chapter I've been waiting for. Oh, how exciting. Okay. Um, So it is morning in our other world. And Huron is like, Rand, you really should not have stayed up all night. We need your strength to get us home. And Rand is like, no, no, it's, it's all good. I had to think. Let's go. And Loyal is like, hey, what happened to your hand? And Rand is like, none of your beeswax, Loyal. And then they ride much like the day before where they're all kind of just like losing it a little into themselves. And then Rand notices a spire in the distance. What could that be? Oh, there's a little big, widespread hawk on it at the very top. And Rand is like, oh, it must be Archer Hawkwing's monument that Inktar talked about. Only here it's still standing in this world and it's in a different place. So let's go see it. Won't that be cool to tell your family here in? You can like tell them about seeing the monument. And Loyal is like, oh, wait, Rand. But Rand is off. He gets to the spire and he's like, wait a minute. This is some awfully weird Trolloc-friendly imagery for an Archer Hawkwing statue. And sure enough, Loyal is like, hey, I tried to tell you. That is a raven on top, not a hawk. This is like a world where the Trollocs won, and that's why there's no people. And then Huron is like, oh, something moved over there. I think there was a woman. 
and uh, they have some other stuff happen <laughs> that I forgot to write down. And then suddenly they, to the opposite direction, an actual woman starts screaming. And then Hero Rand, of course, is on the case. And he sees a woman fending off a large frog bear type creature with three eyes. And then she says, you have to hit it in the eye. And so he does. And when she gets close to him, he's like, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And I have seen some beautiful women. And even Loyal is like, I never thought about it. But if there was such a thing as a perfect human beauty, it would be you. And she introduces herself as Celine from Kyrian. And she doesn't know how she ended up here. Rand is like, okay, I'll help you, but I got to find these guys first. And then Huron lets slip that they're looking for the horn. And she's like, ooh, you'll be so great and cool when you find the horn. And he's like, whoa, lady, I'm just trying to find it. And she's like, oh, you hurt your hand. Well, here's some ointment that will heal it all up. And then she's like, hey, don't you want to be great? Better to choose greatness than to have it forced on you. And he's like, are you an Aes Sedai? And she's like, no way. I would never be one of those losers. And then she goes off to talk to Loyal. And when she's done with him, she goes to Huron. And then Loyal feels, fills Rand in on their conversation. Rand was right. Oh, this was the part I think they were talking about where I was like, I didn't write down what they were talking about. <laughs> the ways were built by studying this place. And she knows so much history. It's like so crazy. And Rand is skeptical. But Loyal's like, no, dude, the Kyrian library is bomb. Like even the IL wouldn't, wouldn't hurt it. And Rand is like, okay, enough with the IEL already. Okay, geez. And then Rand gets to ride with Celine some more. And he's like mega confused about having some kind of feelings towards Celine when he's supposed to marry Egwene. And she compliments his aim. And she tells him about the, and he, oh, and he tells her about the void. And she's like, oh, that's the oneness. You should really stay in that all the time, you know, to really learn how to use it. And Ren is like, okay, I'll think about it. And she's like, no, really. And he's like, how come you know so much more than Loyal, who literally reads all the time? And she's like, oh, I read a book called The Mirrors of the Wheel. And he's like, and what do you mean about Allenton, which is what she calls Loyal? And then she's like, the portal stone that brought me here is just up ahead. You can take me there and get me home. And he's like, no, 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 I need to find the horn. If you use the stone, then you can use it again. And she's like, I have no clue about using it. And he's like, okay, okay, stay with me and we'll do all of the things. And she's like, you are always so stubborn, but I guess I like that. And he's like, ooh, that's how Egwene talks to me. And then suddenly there's Brom there and that's the end. I find this chapter hilarious right <laughs> like, like this is one of those chapters that like as I've continued to read the books and I've gotten older and like gotten different perspectives on things I'm just like oh my god like they are so dumb for a pretty face oh my gosh yes <laughs> so naive oh Rand like what I can't believe Loyal is just like, whoa, she knows so much. This is so cool. It's just from the library in Kyrian. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one thinks it's weird. Also, I find it very funny <laughs> that she's like screaming, screaming, screaming. They come over and then she's like, not 
Like, she's, like, chill about it. She's like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, you want to just hit it in the eye. So just <laughs> go hit it in the eye. <laughs> I love the description, too. They're like, she's very calmly for the situation she is in. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then, like, the fact that they're, like – not skeptical at all that she just somehow appeared here in this world right and, and like they're, they're like they're just yeah blinded by her beauty totally like, hubba hubba and they're like oh Huron, that can't possibly be the same woman you saw because she was like the other way a mile only if she could fly because she get over here i know and you're just like oh my and it was Rand, right? That like overheard, you know, talking about the woman and like the same yeah. places, right? Yeah. So he already like should be kind of skeptical about. Okay. Put some shit together, bro. He doesn't know how, and she is the most beautiful woman on earth. <laughs> she is your Helen of Troy. She will launch some ships here pretty soon. She will. Also, God, she knows how to play him. Oh yeah, like so well. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too, because she that because um, I know we talked about her age a little bit on one of the episodes and like he's mm-hmm. like, oh, first he places her as naive's age. And then she's he's like, no, she's like my age. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that she got. Do you do you think that she did something with the power to actually make herself look younger or she was just using her womanly wiles? Hmm. Probably womanly wiles, or it's just that like I said, I agelessness that yeah. that he can't quite Aww. place it. I'm just so helpless. And also that he wouldn't be like skeptical when she's like so adamant and specific about why she would never be an I said I, right? Or why he wasn't suspicious when she's like, I have this salve, and like, wow, it works just as well as naives do sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, she, 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 she channels. Like, she, she, you know that the only way to get here is by channeling. Yeah. And this woman is here, like, just, like, so blinded by their dicks. Yeah. It's no. just, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, I think the part that you missed talking about is when they were, they were talking about, like, the distances Yes, they were like, thank oh, you. the distances are weird. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this is like the ways. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, the ways. That means things could just kill us here that we don't know about. Maybe we should be careful. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, we're going to start being careful now. And it was like, uh, well, we yeah. already drank the water, so I guess we can't take that back. <laughs> right, right. You're like, uh, yeah, guys, when you wake up in an alternate reality, yeah. When you wake up in an alternate universe, all alone, I think being careful should be, like, the first thing you think of doing. <laughs> yes. For real. Like, just very, just very dumb. They're all just very dumb in this chapter. Yeah, for sure. Which, I, I mean, well, yeah, come on, bro. I mean, I guess. He's oh, so naive. I mean, is she maybe using a subtle compulsion? I mean, I feel like if she was, we would get some sort of hint of it. Yeah. Because other times that she uses the power, it's like there's a warmth, there's a coldness. Because he talks, like when she puts the salve on his hand, Mm -hmm. he's like, at first it's cold. And then it goes 
and like becomes warm mm. and like that's what happens when a, you know when someone channels on you is you feel cold mm. so i'm like mm. so she's obviously channeling there all right but let's talk about the grom the grom you were saying where did they come from yeah the, where did the they frog go? bears the frog where did bears they come from cotton eye joe yeah where did they come from i think they just come from there yeah, but how? Like, why? Do I don't understand. Wait, if it's a mirror mean? world, then, like, wouldn't it just have things that are in the real world? Well, I don't think so. Because you have to think that, like, it's a world of possibilities. So it would be... Well, so here's an interesting question. Well, hold on. I'll come back to that. But so it's a world of possibilities, right? So maybe in this world it was more possible that the evolution of these things happened. Hmm. I don't know. I don't because know. Because you They're said you told us last time that that so we know that the Sean we don't know yet, but the Sean Chan have these grown. Right. And Somehow it's in the lore of yeah. our series here that they have been brought to the Shan Chan from this other world. Yes. Hmm. So how, I know. So there are a lot of questions there. How did they get them? But also, I think it poses an interesting question of they were here, if they were in this alternate world originally, and then to get brought over to our world it's like well then if the first world is a mirror of our world and now they're in our world well then they definitely have to be in that world yeah i don't actually think it's a mirror of our world though oh i it guess says it right there. No, she it's says a it mirror. Does. Yeah. <laughs> you're right you're it's right. called a mirror chapter mirror of darkness <laughs> yeah and you could even they said you could even meet yourself weird she said there were some worlds where you could meet yourself. Interesting. So, Would you want to meet yourself? Would mm, you want to meet an alternate version of yourself? Uh, um, maybe. Actually, that might be kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know. But then which one of us is real? Yeah. It brings up a lot of philosophical questions. I, I have self-esteem issues, so I don't think I would want to meet myself because I'd be like, ugh, she's annoying. <laughs> I'd probably be like, she's really so cool. much better than I am. <laughs> um, that's uh, like, I do find it disappointing that like we never come back to this. It's just like, yeah. Uh, so mm, there is so much potential for coolness. It like, and then it just never gets used. I was always skeptical of these creatures existing here. Like, I always felt like Lanfear, like, brought them there somehow. Mm. But I guess that's not the thing, since the, the lore book tells us that. The lore book tells us Incorrect. <laughs> but we don't she, like, to... conjured them or something. Yeah. So, I, oh, actually, that was a question I had. Do you think she, like, God, because she, I, the timing of the, the, like, pack that comes for them is, you know, too perfect for her not to have called them like how does she call them? do you think she uses the power to call them mm, sure okay <laughs> seems likely <laughs> it's Tavarin. yeah um 
Yeah. She's got like a little groan whistle. No one else can hear. <laughs> or maybe she just like knows exactly where to like steer them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's just so much potential. Like there's so, there's so much potential for this. Like idea of these portal stones and the like alternate realities and meeting yourself and then we just never go into I mean whatever I guess we have plenty of other stuff that we go into in the books you can't you can't get into it all this isn't this isn't the only time they use the portal stones though is it I don't know why I just feel like there's another time but maybe I'm just making that up maybe there is maybe it's my alternate version of the books oh where they use it again. But no, they never do a thing where they, like, meet their other person or, like, you know. Hey, what if other Ram just, like, popped out through the portal stone? Is like, I'm here to help you, dude. Let's go. <laughs> See? And then he wouldn't need Asmodian to teach him how to... Uh... I have a great fondness for Asmodian, though. So. Do you really? Yeah, I was real sad when he died, and then they never told us who killed him. Oh, but we ended up finding out who what who it was. Yeah, I think they eventually were just like, it's obvious, isn't it? But like, it's never like actually stated. It's never super obvious. Yeah, um, the portal stones do get used again. Oh, they do. Yes, um, I believe it is actually in this book. I'm not gonna look too closely, um, but it is. Yes. Oh, in this book, I think so. Mm. Well, that's not the same. That's what I mean. Like, I want it to be like, like, you know, book nine, book 11. It like yeah. comes back. That's well, what that's I want. probably why they would think about getting rid of that, you know. So I was thinking about like how, like, based on where we are at the end of the season, like how they can make these plot lines work. And I wonder yes. if... What we'll see is just Perrin going with the group. Okay. To find the horn. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see Rand off wherever the hell he's decided to go off to and he'll meet like Celine, but in the real world, not in mm, this not portal. In the stones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Matt just goes straight to Tarvalon. I think so, because he's already well, there. He's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he going to Tarvalon? Why do you think he's going there in the show? Well, okay, so they weren't that far out. They were they went through the way gate that was near Tarvalon, right? So mm-hmm. that would be like the city that would be closest to him. Maybe he went back because he thought that's where the dagger is, and that probably is where the dagger should have been. I don't know. If he's supposed to still be tied to the dagger. Yeah. Which I think they have to. No, I guess they don't. I mean, I don't know. I think it's very confusing that they were like, some will choose darkness. And he like very like moodily goes into Tarvalon. So to me, it gave the impression like he was going to go do something bad in Tarvalon. Yeah. But maybe that was just. He'll probably get picked up by the Red Aja first. (laughs) For not being able to channel. Yeah. 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 
don't yeah, know. No, but I think maybe you're right, though. I think it will be just fine. he'll probably get, like, more fully separated, maybe, from the dagger. I don't know. But I think, you know, the more I'm reading it, it's like, okay, it's not the worst thing in the world if they don't do this exact storyline. But, like, you know, it'll just be interesting to see. Like, it's just, it's just I miss the moments of having, like, more character development with our characters all together. Yes. You know? like Yes. Just, like, skipping Barillon, like, give, give them none of the chance to, like, get to know each other. Like, not having yeah. Tom early on. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and you I, know. And I think, like, for me, that's one of the things I really enjoy about this series is, like, the relationships. Even though the writing of the relationships can be pretty two-dimensional, I think the um, the actions that we see around the relationships are much more complex and interesting. Mm. Like they talk, the way they talk about each other is pretty childish. Yeah, but I think their actions are a lot more complex, and and I, you know, I like, I like their, I like their love. I like all of it. But I think you're right. It's not the worst thing in the world to have them separated. I like. What are we gonna do with Rand? You know, they made such a big stink about having, you know, it'd be such a mystery who the dragon is, that he is a complete nothing, pretty much, up till now. And, like, we need to get to know him in this season. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll find his way back to... Maybe he will go... Hmm. I don't know. Because he, like, has, like, such a... um... You know, he seems very purpose-driven that he does not want to see any of the rest of his friends ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to well, say, he like... he says that way in the book, too. Yeah, but he doesn't leave. So maybe he won't leave in this... But he's just older in the show. So it yeah. seems like he would be more likely to stick to his yeah. plan. Whereas, like, he doesn't quite know how to separate himself Yeah, in the, in the book series. I don't know. I, you know, I still stick by my original frustration with them making the characters older. I just, I, you know, I know that I, I had sort of come around to like, okay, I can see why they did it. But like, I just, it gives them so much less further to travel on their character arcs. And I, you know, I just reading this, talking about, well, how are they, you know, it's easier for him to separate because he's older, right? Like in the books, they don't know how to say goodbye because they're fucking kids. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, they, they should be kids. That's part of the journey. That's where they start. And then they get, you know, they get older and more selfish and terrible and they come back to becoming kind and mature people yeah over the course of how long does this whole series take place what's do you know what the timeline is i forget two years maybe yeah yeah a lot happens for two years so seriously (laughs) those are really busy two years but a lot doesn't happen too as we see in some (laughs) of the books i know so true yeah. Well, Short and sweet chapters. There you have it. That's oh all. That's all. No news. Some short <laughs> chapters. 
Listen, we're letting we, you guys go early. We finally met Lanfear. Lanfear watches over. Yeah. Lanfear watches over. I know. Okay, so now having read it, do you think that Natasha lady is Lanfear? Is she the definition of human beauty? Well, I don't know. I feel like it'd be She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, but like... Who who would be the definition of female beauty? Ooh, ooh, this is a fun game to play. Uh, I literally can think of nobody right now. Yeah. I mean, I think Heidi Klum is pretty close. Hmm, interesting. I feel ooh. Like, oh, sorry, hmm. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I feel like maybe like when she was more the age of these characters, Angelina yes. Jolie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She, she's a very beautiful lady. I was going to say um, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. I think she might be perfect. Mm. Like, she is... Whew. Whew, that lady is beautiful. She is beautiful. Like, she is, like, like breathtaking. Yeah, she would be an interesting choice. Okay, Rave. <laughs> oh, you've probably already shot all of this, but what do you think of Zoe Kravitz? <laughs> I saw something that was like I went and saw the Batman. Like my only review of the Batman is when I went to see it, when Zoe Kravitz came on screen, a girl audibly gasped. Oh wow. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. <laughs> nice. I was like, I could see that. I didn't see the Batman, but I I I, I, I have enjoyed Zoe Kravitz's other work, like that show, High Fidelity, that they canceled, um, which I was sad about. Yeah. I thought that was good. But, you know, yeah. I feel like... Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Young Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I, I think young Angelina Jolie, just based off his description, too, of, like, what... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Land fear looks like. Yeah. Also, wait, I want to go back and say, like, I know I said that she knows how to play him, but also she's real dumb because she knows Luz Theron, like, the back of her hand, but still pushes him too far. Like, always pushes him. Well, I think because she forgets that he's not Luz Theron. Like, he kind but of she, is, but, but he's not. Yeah. But, like, she couldn't push loose Theron either. Yeah. He was also stubborn, right? She's like, you're so stubborn. Yeah. You're always so stubborn. Well, what do you so think she was actually going to say? Because she's, like, kind of stops herself first. She's like, you're so... You're so stubborn. You're so hot. <laughs> I don't know. Also, I think it's really cute. <laughs> but, like... He's like, she's so beautiful. I would marry her. Not like I would fuck her or like, oh, I want to, I want to do that. Oh, he doesn't know how to do that without being no, married. he just wants to marry her. I think that's very cute. And he's like, wait, I was going to marry Egwene. Like, again, this is why I like the innocence. Like, I just think it's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that there's, there's no doing it in his world. There's no doing out outside of marriage. It's just, I would marry her. <laughs> This is why I can't wait to see how, like, he's going to, like, fall out of this deep, passionate love for Egwene mm. that is shown in the show. I'm sure they're going to do something that you find okay and I find, like, maybe I'll find it okay and you will find it, like, horribly stupid. I'm really? sure it's not. I'm sure 
that neither you or I will be like, that worked out perfectly. I totally buy that. It's probably definitely not both of them going, you know what? I think of you only like my sister or brother. (laughs) Right. Ooh, God, I hope not. Yeah. Which is like literally what happens in the books. And you're like, "Um, what? Okay. But you guys were going to Yeah. Well, because they were never doing it in the books. Yeah. They never even like barely kissed maybe. I don't even know if they kissed. But. Yeah. I don't think so. And they they never talk kind of like, you know, she was like flirty flirty with Aram and he was like yeah. you know flirty flirty with Elaine and you know they came back together and they were both like what'd you do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah yeah well there you have it yeah this week's chapters that's it next week or next time two weeks from now we'll do the next three chapters which are drum roll being look at that fancy (laughs) we have chapter 17 choices Mm. we have chapter 18 to the white tower and we have chapter 19 beneath the dagger i don't remember what that chapter's about well i guess we'll see next time oh well it's gotta be Y'all miss it. Tiffany did a very cute hands-on-hips pose. (laughs) It was very 1950s housewife infomercial. I liked it. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I guess I know what Beneath the Dagger is about. It's got to be. Okay. Yeah. I'm very, I like these. Cool. I'm going to stop talking. Great. All right. Yes. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, give us a listen if you haven't. Um heard our previous episodes uh on the show you can start back at episode zero you know if you're maybe just reading along with the books and haven't watched the show yet you can do that um join us in two weeks for our next chapters and until then may you find water and shade